This is the message which Jeremiah the prophet spoke to Barak, the son of Neriah, when he had when he had written down these words in the book of in the book of Jeremiah's depiction. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to you, O Barak. You you said, Ah, woe is me, for the Lord has has added sorrow to my pain. I am weary with, with my groaning and have and have found no rest. Thus you are you are to say to him, Thus says the Lord, Behold that I have written what I have written what I have, what I have built, I am about to tear down, and what I have planted, I am about to uproot, that is the whole land. But you but you are seeking great things for yourself. For yourself, do, do not seek them, for behold, I am going to bring disaster to all the flesh, declares the Lord. But I will give yourself, I will give your life to you as booty in all the places which you, you make up. Now remember, Jeremiah is not written necessarily in chronological order. Now we've actually been on kind of a chronological thing from long about chapter 38 or 39 down to 44, so it may make you forget that. But he dates this one. We're kind of this is kind of a tacked on here at the end. This is the message Jeremiah spoke to Baruch back in the fourth year of Jehoiakim. That was quite a while before what we've been looking at. You remember the fourth year of Jehoiakim? What was what big stuff happened? It depends on depends on whether you use Jewish or Babylonian dating, whether it's the fourth year or the third year of Jehoiakim. Do you remember what all happened back in that year? The Battle of Carchemish, kind of the second and final Battle of Carchemish, in which who won? Babylonians won. And what significant uh, thing happened as a result of the Babylonian victory at Carchemish? Jehoiakim was taken out, wasn't it? Not Jehoiakim. He was, at some point, Jehoiakim was taken into captivity. But more importantly, who was taken into captivity? In the book that bears its name, it's the third year of Jehoiakim. Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. This is the year when, when Jehoiakim, uh, when, when Nebuchadnezzar conquered the Egyptians, then he came right on in to Judah and imposes his rule over Judah and takes the sharpest young Israelites back to be trained for Babylonian service, including Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and all those guys. That's in this year that the Lord speaks to Baruch. And this is the message that he gives through Jeremiah. Every once in a while, in Jeremiah, you've got specific messages to specific individuals. Uh, we've already had messages to Pasher, to Hananiah, Shemaiah, Ebed-Melech, and now here's one to Baruch, Jeremiah's secretary. Now look at verse 3. What was Baruch saying? Woe is me now, for the Lord has added grief to my sorrow. I have fainted in, in my sign, and I find no rest. So what's he saying? My life's so terrible. Yeah, woe is me, I've got it terrible. He's feeling what emotions? 
self-pity. Poor me. Kind of in despair. You ever feel that way? Poor me. Oh, I just got it so terrible. Woe is me. So what does God say back to him in verse 4? No, no, yes, it's going to be worse for the nation, but I think not just for the nation. Really, God's saying in verse 4, it's worse for the land. Not just the land, it's worse for the plants. Not just the plants, it's worse for for God. He's saying it's worse for me. Look at what I'm suffering. You think it's painful to be rejected like you are? Do you realize how much this hurts me? I have, what I've built, I have to tear down. What I've planted, I'm about to uproot. I am having to destroy my own people. You know, we think we've got it bad. Think about how the Lord feels. Now, we already had that earlier when Jeremiah was complaining a couple of times, uh, particularly like in chapter 12, uh, where God says, you don't even know what it is to suffer, Jeremiah. You've never invested so much in a people that you end up having to turn against and wipe out. You think it's hard for you. Do you ever think about how much God suffers? When we're down, oh, poor me, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. It's just so hard. What about God? You know, he has feelings too. And, I mean, it's a lot harder for him than it is for us. And then secondly, verse 5, what does he tell Baruch? That God will give him the and you ought to be happy for that. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is so bad, the fact that I'm going to let you survive it, hey, be thankful. It could be worse. You know, it's the best you can expect, and don't, don't scoff at that. You know, sometimes, well, I've said this before, but I always remember this. Dad had a little plaque forever in his den. They said, cheer up, things could get worse. So I did, and sure enough, things got worse. <laughs> you know, but it's like, we don't realize how good we have it. Just overall, you know, we have so many blessings that we don't think about. Do we sing, count your many blessings, name them one by one? Most of you sing that, don't you? You ever do it? Or do we just sing and do it? <laughs> I mean, if you really stop to do it, and you stop to think, what are the blessings God has given? What are the ways God has really helped me? What are the, what are the, the good things God is giving in my life? If you really concentrate on that, there's a lot more of that than what we think about when we're down and feeling sorry for ourselves. But when we're feeling sorry for, sorry for ourselves, we're not focused on blessings, we're just focused on the hard things. You know, a hundred things can go well, but we only think about the one thing that's going to happen. And, and maybe we ought to look around. You know, have you ever seen how other people have it? We have so many blessings. 
And, and it isn't helpful for us to feel sorry for ourselves. When we feel sorry for ourselves, we're usually just very vulnerable to every kind of sin because mentally we kind of justify it. Well, look, it's so bad for me. Surely I should have a little fun. So basically, God's saying, don't say great things for yourself. You know, I'm just giving you your life. That's the spoil you're going to take out of this battle and be thankful for that. There's a lot of people who aren't going to get out of this battle alive. You will. So don't feel sorry for yourself. Great little message to Baruch. You know, and every time we feel sorry for ourselves, stop and think, God's got it worse, and I could have it a whole lot worse if it weren't for his grace. Thoughts and comments? Where did you say the reference was for uh, Jeremiah um, complaining like this before, Tim? Twelve... Especially 12, like uh, 7, 8, is where God, after his complaint, says, have you thought about how hard it is for me? Other comments or questions? Yeah, Back on chapter 44, I was thinking, I don't know, it seems like Jeremiah went with them to Egypt. He did. I don't know, I kind of would think that he could stay where he was. You would kind of think that. So, I don't know the answer to why he did. One possibility is that they just drug him along, and they didn't really give him an option. I mean, there's more of them than there is of him. Another option might be that he decided they really got to have a prophet down there, and he went voluntarily, not to seek protection in Egypt, but just to be a witness for God among the people. I can see those two options. I'm not thinking that Jeremiah had any idea of going to Egypt for protection or because he thought it was a wise idea. So either he was doing it against his will or he was doing it just so he could continue to tell them the word of the Lord. That's my guess. Good question. Yes? Something kind of interesting is that Josiah um, was told that he wouldn't see the disaster that's coming. And what happens? He dies at the first battle of Carthage. Uh, and here we have Baruch that he's seen these disasters and God lets him live and in my mind it almost be better in Baruch's mind just let me die don't let me see all these things so um, there's both a blessing and in some ways it's, it's a negative as well to continue to live in this case yeah in this so case I think Baruch would have been happy with that yeah. but you're right and sometimes we face that it's like well I want, don't really want to live I don't really want to die <laughs> there's some negative both ways Good, good observation. Other thoughts? All right. Well, what we're coming to now in 46 to 51, 